We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are going commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together to just really celebrate the the realness of our lives and the the importance of genuineness and authenticity in our interactions. And so we're here just bearing it all as we see fit. And uh, and that's it. And that's all. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Dana. How are you doing today? I do good. Thank you. You do good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Monday morning uh, here, and I'm in New York. Dana's in Florida, and um, I was getting my garden beds ready this weekend. Super exciting! Uh, Super exciting! Cool. I love and here, garden. it's too late to get the garden started because by the you know by the time they would sprout, they would fry because come June we're standing on the sun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Spring, we've got flowers popping off all over the place up here, and the weather's nice, so my mood is just like, it's night and day. I'm I'm seasonal, you know? Like, yeah, I need to yeah. this on. Yeah, I saw Anne Marie um, a couple days ago, and we were talking, we were hanging out with a friend of ours who's Canadian, and I mean, obviously, she's like, oh, we were sitting, actually, at a, like a restaurant, cafe, bar sort of thing, like, right, staring at the water, and she was like, wow. <laughs> and we were we were talking about how what the temperature is in Canada right now. Like right now, I think it's like you know like fifty degrees or something. And and Anne Marie said it perfectly. She goes, "You are in the in the the land where time stands still." I was like, "That makes because there's no seasonal anything. It's like warm, you know, or it's like cool, warm, hot, really hot." And then cool, warm, hot, and then really hot. Just depends on what length of shorts you want to wear. But, uh, but anyway, talk about that. Here we are, Monday morning, you know, reconnecting after two whole days of being disconnected. Oh, I can't quit. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, what we do is we, I have a deck of soul travel cards that Amory, who I just mentioned, that she and I created together. It is a combination of, oh, that's a good yeah, they're so beautiful. Of my artwork and Amory's pro oh, that's a bio card. Amory's profound, empowering, inspirational messages. So I pick a card. Uh, it's fun for me because I know what the card says, and it's always a surprise <laughs> to Angela. And uh, and then we just go from there and see where the conversation takes us. So, you ready? I am ready. I am ready, and. Uh... For those who are viewing, we stick it up on the screen, you know, and we really would welcome some comments if in the in the feed, like in the chat or whatever, if you guys can, you know, if you have any thoughts on what we're talking about, because this is a conversation between Dana and I, and we, we love each other so much. And, you know, we think we're wicked smart, but <laughs> oh, yeah, we want to hear from you guys, too. So uh, subscribe to our channels that we can, like, you know, stay pals and uh, join the conversation, please. And oh, we're doing that now. We're doing that. Like and subscribe. Because I well, thinking about it. I would never <laughs> do that. Started. I don't know that it's necessary, but like I'm like, don't they know? They just know. They know. How do you not know? What do you live under a rock? You don't know. Subscribe to the freaking channel. And we're all watching the cow videos and all this stuff. And everybody does the like. And then there's a bell. Like the and, like, and I'm like, I will never. I will never. And meanwhile, you're like, like and subscribe. So yeah, press the fucking button. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe. 
Christ. <laughs> just just play along with us, okay? <laughs> okay. Now that that's wow, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's How do you cool really about- feel, Dana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Dana, don't sugarcoat it. Say it how it is. All right. Commando. So, yeah. So this painting is actually half the painting. This painting is called Sister Goddesses, and there's three, but because of the nature and the scale of the of the card. But it's kind of cool as two, but it's even cooler as three. You go to my website, check it out. Hey, listen, if we're plugging, I'm plugging. Okay. Thisgallery.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The card is called. That's, wait, wait, wait. That's UbuntuFishGallery.com. <laughs> you me. No, okay. Right. So the card is called, the, the message is called Invest in Yourself. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. By going from within, following your happiness, and doing what brings you joy, you are investing in yourself, and all others will benefit as a result. Investing in yourself is not being selfish. It is, in fact, exactly the opposite. Because by giving to yourself, you automatically give to others through your experience of happiness. It overflows to others naturally. It becomes the natural overflow of the inner, natural and pure light of your soul, your spirit. It is a blessing to all, especially yourself. You deserve it. You are worth it. Oh, that's a good one. Every single one, we act like it's the best one in the deck. We're like, oh, oh, oh so good. That's a good one. And and it kept jumping at me. Like, I um, I pulled a few cards, and I was like, ooh, I'll let Angela pick. And this one's like, pick me, pick me. So, <laughs> so invest in yourself. Oh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if this is going to have a natural segue, but what I was thinking about before with the um, – before we got together today, as I was doing my makeup, um, I was thinking about how there are the haves and the have nots. And I don't mean having money. What I mean is having the drive to do better, the drive to move your soul forward, the drive to push yourself forward. And then there are the people who have no drive and they just are comfortable in the spot that they're in. And that it's not like a it's not a bad thing to be in either space like it's not a criticism but there are the people that just do the day and they've got their routine and they're on the hamster wheel and they're going through their motions and they're perfectly content but then there are the people who have the passion the drive more like you and I we're the ones that are constantly checking ourselves to be as best persons we could be moving our careers forward because staying stagnant and the same kind of thing is just not our jam um and the, the haves are the ones who do invest in themselves for whatever, at whatever cost, right? You invest in your personal development. You invest in buying that self-help book, 10 Recommendments for Personal Empowerment by Dana Sardano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're plugging, this could be a whole plugging thing. But, but you know, I'm such a dick. I'm such a dick. Okay. So, um, but really it's, uh, it, it's the people that, that do invest in themselves, that put themselves out there, that, that have this. There are, you are happy. Even though we, I, I could be struggling to buy bananas for my family right now, I'm so freaking happy because I'm doing what I love, you know, and I believe in myself and I believe in what we're doing. And uh, that card, yeah, man, it trickles down. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> the, the key in, in between, as you put it, the haves and have-nots, there really, truly 
the core of it is your worthiness. And we've talked about worthiness before, but you know, I, when you're talking about people that like the routine and they do their thing or whatever, I always say people find comfort in their discomfort. That's what they know. Right. Mm -hmm. I've referred to the analogy of the hermit crab shells before. And for those of you, you're going to love it. For those of you who have not read Decoding the Woo Woo. Another <laughs> <laughs> well, book by Dana Sardano. <laughs> the follow-up to 10X. <laughs> but, oh my God, this is so bad. But when I, when I uh, in Decoding the Woo Woo, I talked about our hermit crab shells. And essentially, we live in a, well, hermit crabs. They live in their shell, right? They choose their shell. And when they start to grow out of their shell, they go on search of another like empty shell and they go to that shell and then they grow into that shell and they continue to do that as they expand. But from the shell that they're comfortable in that starts to get a little bit too tight for them to the shell that is more appealing and more comfortable, they have to leave this shell to go to this shell. And what happens is when they are mid shell, if there's any or mid, you know, way between the shells. If there's any sign of danger or any um, uh, predator or anything, any trigger, we'll call it, they immediately revert back to the old shell because it's the devil they know. They're comfortable there. Even though it's uncomfortable, they're comfortable in their discomfort because this is the fear of the unknown. And, and people as they're, because we grow and expand and evolve without even realizing it, because every experience, if we pick up something from it, if we learn from it, we, we grow, whether, again, whether we want to or not. It's those that are intentionally involving, they grow at a more expeditious rate, right? So if we're aware of that about ourselves, and when that fear strikes, if we're aware that we are worthy and we could trust ourselves and we have always overcome, we're still here, we're still alive, we're still kicking, right? Nobody died. Angela, you're here. Anybody die? Nobody died, right? We're still here <laughs> having overcome a tremendous amount of obstacles to get here. So go forward, go to that new shell because that new shell is a, a whole, a whole new world. Do not sing. Do not sing. God. It's really life. hard for me. No, I can't. So it's really cool. I'll just go a step further with it. What happens is you find yourself in this whole new world and it's, it's wonderful and you're learning new things and there's some hiccups and, and then you get comfortable there. And then what happens? That shell gets a little bit tight and we continue on and we do that. And just to give you a, a, a personal example, um, in 2020, who in the world came to an end? <laughs> but in 2020, um, Rob and I, we, we bought a new house. And it was the first for me, not for him, but it was the first new construction. And I used to go visit that house every day. And like on my way home from work, I would stop and I would see the, oh, they put in a, you know, a staircase today. And they put in, you know, whatever, appliances. And I remember feeling, this is so beyond me. Like it was like that hermit crab. Like I felt like a little bit bougie, right? A little bit bougie, but I understood this is the person I'm stepping into. Like this is the next level for me. And, and, um, and I, that's how I got myself comfortable with it. Like I even like when I bought new furniture, like I was always like, you know, going to Goodwill and then Pier One getting that one piece. But like, you know, and it's just yeah. really the first time I was like really truly adulting, adulting, right? And now I'm in that house three years. And don't misunderstand. I love it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful home. 
But I look at it and I'm like, not only very comfortable in it, but I can see how I'm getting ready for the next level. Not necessarily the bigger house. I don't need a bigger house. My kids will go off to college or go off to wherever the hell they go off to and maybe we'll downsize. But I can feel so comfortable in that space that at one time felt like a fantasy to me, right? Yeah. So if we could look at it that way, that the lives we're living now, and I've read this in a meme before, I'm not all that profound, but the life you live now is a life that you wished for, right? And it's true. Yes. Yeah. It's true. But now we've outgrown that and now we have to take the steps to move on to the next thing. And by doing that, we have to invest in ourselves to bring it full circle and understand our worthiness. Amen, sister. Amen. I know. Sometimes when I'm having like my <laughs> running, reverting to my, my old hermit crab shell, you were like, you were just hanging the pictures in the new yeah. one and then you got scared yeah. and you ran back. You know, yeah. it's, it's a great visualization for, for life, for anything, you know, for trying something new. It's just like, you know. Yeah. I'm not one to jump into a cold pool. I like it to be nice and warm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be August in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got my list of uh, my list of needs on certain things. But yeah. And, you know, for me, it's so funny because I don't want to plug the books. Right. This is becoming this is becoming the plug. So I'm pulling out all these books. Right. Because Dana and I wrote books. So for those who are just <laughs> listening, I have to do this. Um, Dana wrote 10 Recommends Personal Empowerment and then Beyond the 10. To I have to stop you. You got it. When you edit this, you got to put a buy now. Like I will. I'm going to be like really obnoxious. <laughs> and then I wrote Uniquely You Update Number 52. And this book, <laughs> buy now, <laughs> is, is literally me investing in myself. This is the story of coming up with an idea for a business and um, moving into our new house, our new hermit crab shell with my husband. And then a couple of days later, me telling my husband, you know, by the way, I got to quit my six year job because I got to invest in myself. And, uh, you know, the, our books tell the story, but so many people have these stories. So many people have these little moments. Like, what were you always saying about, you know, you, you know someone when they're famous, but you don't know what it was till they got to that break that that there, that there's shift. a tipping point people talk about overnight success oh so and so he's in six movies this year is an overnight success but nobody talks about the 10 years of him eating pizza out of a dumpster you know what i mean and fighting the roaches for the proper bed space in his loft like nobody talks about that yeah and that's, yeah. And that's the you know the investing the, the the long game the two marshmallow game the two marshmallow game <laughs> you, boo. <laughs> what's the marshmallow theory let's leave the dream out of it <laughs> okay so basically it's it, it was i'm gonna butcher it because i don't really you know know it in its entirety but it back at, well, i'm gonna say the 70s there was an experiment um with kids that the uh the person doing the experiment offered the kids marshmallows you could have one marshmallow now or you could have two marshmallows later let's say you wait 30 minutes and then they did a study on these kids growing up, the kids that took the marshmallow, the immediate gratification versus the kids who delayed gratification, right? And the kids that delayed gratification tended to be more successful in their careers and their homes and their families, so on and so forth. And the way I look at investing in myself is I, I could see the big picture and understand that if I do these things now uh, to, to uh, nurture my spirit, right? Whatever that looks like, you know what I mean? It looks different for everybody, but to nurture myself, the big picture always gets, you know, bigger, better, stronger. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, I know that you didn't write your first book so that you were like, this is going to make me famous. You weren't writing it for the end game. You're writing it because you had some smart shit to say and you wanted to put it in a book and you wanted to help people. That was your really, really what I mean, everything should be like, again, investing in yourself should really be about your needs first. And, and, and I, I want to, at some point we don't have to do now, but I want to address the whole idea of being selfish, but like, we really have to, what do I need? What works for me? doesn't mean I'm not a nice person. doesn't mean that I don't have compassion for others, but if I don't focus on my needs first, I can't be the best version of myself for anybody else. So I wrote this book because it felt good for me to write. I had all this stuff, all this stuff here, all this stuff. I had to dump it onto paper. And then it felt really, really good. I accomplished something. I, I spoke my, my truth. You know, I did all of this. And now, and I, there was also a degree of, uh, it's very cathartic because I pulled old stories that I had healed from, but I pulled old stories and had to look at them again and on a whole new level. So it was all yum, yum for me all in here, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> she wrote a book, folks. I'm <laughs> so smart, the big brain. So, but now I get to take all of this stuff that I did for myself, and now I get to present it to somebody else. And there's, yeah. there's beauty in that. Yeah. Um, and and then, you know, the idea of, of woo-woo, right? Oh, that's what happens when you do the yum-yum stuff. You do the yum-yum stuff and you're like, oh, I can write a book. I could do it again. It feels good. I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. And then 10 Racks really, like, was the, the foundation for kind of, like, uniquely. Because you said, I want to connect with people. I want to connect with readers. I don't want this just sitting on a shelf. How many times would you say to people, you know, like, tell me how you're going along. Call me. Talk to me about it. Like, let's let me help you because it's exciting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I think that, that that's like being able to be there for people. Like the 10 Rex is the perfect example of, of if you want to invest in yourself and it helps you like figure out your shit, get your shit straight. You could work with Dana directly, but like just buying and reading this book is the first step. Then there's, I know, I know. I, I don't mean it that no. way. Like I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to sell shit, you know, but you know, buy a fucking book. No. Here's a link. <laughs> the link. Dur, dur, dur. No, but there's like, so like, what does it mean? to invest in yourself? Like, how do you go about it? Good, I'm glad you're going that direction because I thought I was going that direction before and then I got lost. So I'm glad <laughs> because it's really important because it looks differently for everybody, but at the same time, it's the same. Yeah. What does it yeah. look like for you? For me, okay. My thought of my time was that it had to be busy all the time because I'm working on the business. So me investing in myself is taking 15 minutes every morning to sit with my coffee and stare out the window. I have, I, how many times do I get yelled at? Right. Um, but that's investing in myself. My personal mental wellness and clarity is that's a little, little piece of it, but is that I'm worthy of taking 15 minutes for myself to just sit ponder my day, ponder my dreams, ponder whatever it might be. You just sit there and try to not ponder for 15 minutes. 
But that's a huge investment in myself because then I have a little bit more clarity going into my next thing. Like you used to say, I would roll into meetings on two wheels every single time. Because <laughs> I had no... a shirt on. I'm like, Angela, does that go? Well, pants. <laughs> Um, but even, and then as far as like, you know, with my relationship, doing what I can to make sure that that's always being nurtured and, and, you know, getting the assistance that we may need if we have some issues or investing myself in the business and just like going broke for a little while, because I really believe in what we're building. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dane? I, I want to address the, the elephant in the room, um, the word selfish. Right. So I remember way back when um, I, I had my children. I was just just shy of 40. I had both of them back to back. So prior to that, I was a career woman. And, uh, you know, I used to go out every day, kickbox, run and do all the things. And I would do that before I went to work. And when I um, had the children, I would do the same thing. I would get up in the morning, both would feed them, get them dressed, put them in the jogging stroller, and I would jog with them every morning before I would go to work. And people at work would always say to me, why do you, like, how do you do that? Like, like, that's crazy. I was like up at the crack at five, you know? Like, why would you do that? And I said, because I have to take care of myself. Because if I don't take care of myself and I'm not strong and I'm not healthy and I don't feel good, then how could I even be a mother to these children? And what happens is, especially with women, we feel like everybody else's needs have to come first. And that's our whole lives, right? And whatever the conditioning is, we watched our mothers, you know, we watched them put everything out for everybody else and not tend to themselves. And whatever that looks like, again, everybody has is, is got their own story, but we're so used to feeling like, but I have to, like this sense of obligation. And what I do for myself, how do I invest in myself? I say no, and I'm okay with that. I don't yeah. want to do that. No. Yeah. I don't want to do that. You know? And I don't, and the thing is, is you can't do that and then beat yourself up over it because you're just defeating the purpose. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I recognized very late in life, I had to be, I was, uh, try to do math here. I was like 44, 45 years old when I figured out I could paint. Hmm. Like I had no idea. Thank and, God and you did was, too. Oh my God. And it was so <laughs> selfish of me to do something that felt good. It was selfish of me to ask my husband to assist me when I wanted to then bring my art into the world, when I wanted to do like um, uh, art festivals and stuff. It was selfish of me to tell my husband, just like you did, hey, I got to quit my job. It was selfish of me to say, hey, by the way, I'm starting a business. I'm, I'm uh, running, I'm, by, I'm starting a gallery. I say buying because I had to create it myself, <laughs> creating a gallery, right? It was selfish of me to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know those couple bucks that we had stored away for a rainy day? I'm going to invest in a business. All of these things were selfish of me. However, they're both, they're all two marshmallows because I see the big picture because I do understand the act of being of myself and the act of investing in that. Only good things could happen around me. My husband, even though he's constantly <laughs> hands high, biting his nails, you know, I, 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 it's not, you know, like the, the risks are there and it's not an easy road, but he has this beautiful life. He has these happy, well-adjusted well children. He has this happy wife. He's this beautiful home because I continue to invest in myself and then I'm able to be all these things for the people around me. Yeah. It's okay to be selfish. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it a step, uh, even a step back. Right. Okay. Um, my whole life, I believed up until I was 35. Right. I believed that I, I had to be whatever anybody needed me to be. And I had to just serve everybody at my own detriment. Right. So, hey, can you help me move this weekend? Uh, while I have like, you know, plans or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, 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 I'll work around it. Now I'll help you and and make myself run ragged. Like that was my whole life. I could not say no to other people. I could say no to myself, but not to other people. And so when I went into Alcoholics Anonymous, I was 35 years old. And that's where I learned how to be selfish. Like the, like how to take care of the self, you know? That's all and, that is. That's all take it is is taking care of the self. Putting me first. And like my, I was in, I had a great therapist. His name was Joe Amato. Oh my God, Joe, you're my savior. <laughs> He's the best. And, um, you know, he would say like, you know, like I would be like, I feel like we would practice, you know? And he was like, you know, just say, oh, let me check my calendar so that I can go away and think about if it's something I really want to do or not without the pressure of having to think. And just giving that myself that little like pause you know, let me see if I have something going on and then I'll get back to you. Like that was the best. Now I'd be like, no fucking way. I'm not helping you move. <laughs> I want to. Um, but then I remember people in life, life, like my aunt, at one point she like yelled at me. She's like, you're so goddamn selfish. Meanwhile, I was trying to get sober, going through a divorce, like dealing with separation of my kids. Like I, I was fucking miserable. And she was mad because I wasn't doing something for her whether that I normally would have. It was my pattern. I'm the one that broke it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being sent out the memo when you changed your pattern. Everybody went, yeah. hey, there was a part of me that was like hurt by that. And then my therapist was like, no, you're taking care of yourself. Like, it's okay. It's okay. So it's even little things, you know, like it's okay to change who you are and the people, cause you're not here to serve other people. You're here to serve yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> and I can't, because it's, it's such a hard thing for a lot of people to, to grasp. You know what I mean? Like I've always um, overindulged others because of my own lack of worthiness, because again, my pattern, and this is partially joking, but this is really partially uh, important, truly in 10 racks by now, but <laughs> I go through how we can identify our beliefs about ourselves, our lack of worthiness, where it comes from, restructure that belief system, take irrational beliefs we have about ourselves that create, that are creating these toxic behavioral patterns, reverse these beliefs and, um, or, or, or I shouldn't say reverse these beliefs, um, substitute them with more rational, reasonable beliefs, and then create new patterns. And it's really funny, I'm realizing the irony of this, because you and I, this whole video, we have been cracking wise about how uncomfortable it is to promote ourselves. But at the end of the day, we are worthy. Oh my God, so little irony just kicked me right in the ass, you know? Bye now, bye now. <laughs> <laughs> we are worthy if if we want to invest in ourselves and and our true purpose and and we have stated this and believe this is to be the best versions of ourselves and assist others in doing the same. Then then part of that investment is letting you know we have something to offer. Please, if you're ready, if you want to make the change, if you want to feel good, even if it's the slightest adjustment, and you want to move to that next hermit crab shell. Um, 
by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just because I don't have the tag at the end, I'm going to do this because for the readers, okay? Seriously, for people who are out there listening, 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment by Dana Sardano. This is the book that you need to get if you are just second looking edition. for assistance. Just to be clear, second, second edition. Second edition. Second edition. It's available on Amazon. I'm going to put the links in the comments. And then Dana wrote the follow-up, Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo-Woo. And this book is if you are even like curious about energy, alignment, manifestation, all those woo-woo words, she helps break it down and put in a very practical, how it practically affects our lives. Yeah. And yeah. there's a phenomenal story about Dana overcoming uh, a big health challenge. Oh, really. oh, you know what? Oh, it's yeah, a good one. Bring up Veda too while you're at it because Veda's for the kids. Veda is for the kids. So Veda second edition as well. Veda finds her crown. Awesome, awesome. This is like a great workbook, not just for kids, but for adults. Yeah, I do a workshop um, on it for adults. For adults yeah. and teach kids, actually, also. Yeah, yeah. This has so much. It's a little story and there's awesome workbook in the back um, to help you kind of go through. And the chakras are related to different points in your life. You know what I mean? Starting with from zero to seven and, and up. And the things that happen to us then. And Sheila, how did you look at them? And and kind of rectify that and straighten yourself out. Get yourself in alignment. Alignment. <laughs> alignment. <laughs> um, I wrote. I wrote a book about starting a business. You know, I'm a first-time entrepreneur, someone who took a gigantic risk. Like I said, we bought a very expensive house in Bayport, and I'm like, I need to quit. You know, it started with uh, I've got my little Joshua baby here. Um, he was by. I had a miscarriage, and he was the catalyst for me starting the business. And it goes into my own personal development. And in the beginning, I will admit, you'll see, I'm like very like, oh my God, we're amazing. Everything's little great. Crazy. Little crazy. Little, <laughs> little crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we Dana and I teach workshops on our books um, on finduniquelyyou.com. Um, we just want to expand on what we know and help other people to, to, to get there too. And they're all like, Dana and I have stories. Like we, we have good stories, but we have overcome. We have both overcome so much shit in our lives. And we cut to be, to be the persons that we are, to have the courage to go from shell to shell, to move forward. And everybody has challenges that they've overcome. And it is so important that today we connect as humans um, on an authentic level and share our stories because our stories are something that like AI and, and chat GPT and uh, you know, all that crap that we'll never be able to do. We'll never be able to share those stories and those emotions that are tied to it. So it's really, really important that we connect. Um, so buy a book, take a workshop, connect with us, comment, comment on this. Let us know, you know, we really want to connect with you guys. It's really, yeah. that's who we are. Yeah. And can I close with some homework? You can close with homework, but subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want anybody who is listening to this, I want you to take a moment when, when it's over and I want you to look back on your ex life experience and really look at all the times you exhibited courage and you move forward and you overcame and you were better for it because you're here. You're here right now. So you've done that. Take stock, look back, revel in your greatness and then look forward, find the prize, keep your eye on the prize and keep moving forward. And that's my little bit of homework by Dana Sardin. Uh, that's, that's a good nug, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so with that, uh, we're over our 30 minute mark. We're trying to keep these uh, as, as short as possible for you guys. So it's not annoying to listen to us drone on and on. But um, I think we've said enough. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Thank Bye. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. To learn about our tools and resources designed for creators by creators, go to uniquelyphenom.com.